You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. Hello, everyone. Kristen here. I'm feeling a little disturbed right now. I was just reading a post that's in a Facebook group that I follow. It's not my Attract a Great Guy group. It's a different group. And this gal that wrote is quite young. Sounds like she's in her early 20s. And she has been with her partner, I think she said 14 to 16 years. And they have three children together. And he's a awful narcissist. And this poor thing wrote this huge post. It was really long outlining situations that she had dealt with and how this is now affecting her children. She said that she had left for a couple years, but then later learned that he had a medical condition that I won't mention that might have been affecting his mood and personality. So over time, she was going to have a surgery, and she decided to get back together with him to have the surgery But then once everything was done and healed, he was the same. Nothing had changed. She may even have said that he was worse than he was before. And now she feels stuck for other reasons that I can't mention on here. And she just really doesn't know what to do. Now here's what I know for sure. Most often when we are with a narcissist, we know it. There's something incredibly not right here. But we have been beaten to shit emotionally and verbally, mentally for so long from this person that we kind of have a disoriented view. I imagine it to being if you ever got hit by a really bad wave and it tumbled you and for a moment you may not know which way is up, which way is to the sky and to oxygen and air. It kind of feels like that. That's how it felt like for me. Like you're kind of bowled over and you're just, what you know to be true, the stable ground that you used to stand on is now shaky and you don't really know who you are or you don't trust yourself. We don't trust ourselves to make good decisions in that point because we're, our mental capacities are so shaken. Like what we knew of ourselves has been shaken. Now, even though we might know that the things that our narcissist is saying is not true, over time, this can wear on us. I've been in that exact situation. I understand it where somebody was dead set on trying to tell me who I am was wrong. When I knew and I had gone, this is post-healing work. This is when, I mean, I'm always healing. I always like to disclaim that I'm not done, but this was post that big chunk of it that led me to become a teacher in this area. And it was still like over time, I started to feel weakened. I started to lose my confidence. I started to question everything I believe to be true because it's kind of like a brainwashing of sorts. When someone's just pounding you with something, you kind of start believing it over time. Anyway, jumping back to what I was going to say, this sweet soul loves her children so much and they're young and they are starting to be affected by the way their father is acting to the mother and to them at times. But mostly it's the things that he's saying to the mother. And it's things about them and it's things about her mothering and her parenting. And guess what? Of course, they're hearing it. And what's happening is they're starting to feel the pain from this. And this is when 
the kids are so formative. I mean, this is when things start to really lock into their brains. Now, this sweet girl knows that she needs to get get out of here, but she feels stuck. So I am honestly making this podcast for you. I won't say your name, but if you're listening to it, I did share this podcast and made a comment on her post in this particular group, and I hope you are listening to it. And if you are, I am really grateful that you're here, and I hope this helps you in some way. The first thing that I want to share with you is to keep the faith. A lot of times we have lost our faith. We've lost hope that there's any way out of this situation because it's so ugly, it's so dark, it's so confusing. It's such a hard place to be that we really don't know. We really don't think there's hope because it's been dark for so long. Now, I want you to know that you are an individual aspect of our divine creator. We are all God. God is in us, okay? There is nothing exclusively different around about you, and you are not exempt from God's grace, healing, guidance, love. You are not exempt. God has your back. So I know faith can be a somewhat fluffy word where people are like, oh, faith, faith. It's just thrown around, right? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, I have faith. Oh, I have faith. You know, what does faith really mean? Faith means to me that I am connected and I'm not alone. That there is a higher power and there's an energy force in this universe that can guide me if I'm open to it. And that is where the free will comes in. We have to be open to it. When you are open to help in this area, it will come. The key is to be open to what you hear, receive, feel, who crosses your path. If it feels like a sign, sister, it is a sign. I remember when I was so dark in the trenches and I was so depressed, I was so anxiety ridden, I was sad, I was just dark and everything sucked so bad and I honestly didn't think there was a way out of this. When I was praying to God and asking God on the daily, talking to God and saying, listen, I need help here. I need a sign. And this is what I said, you guys. I said, make it freaking obvious. Don't give me a little whisper of a something, you know, in your face, Kristen Brown. I needed it in my face, God. And guess what? God's willing to do whatever we ask. And do you know what happened? My signs came in the most profound ways. They were my obvious next step. That's the second thing I want to share with you is our help doesn't usually come in one fell swoop because we are evolutionary beings and sometimes we're not ready for that one big boom of help, whatever that might be. But sometimes, let's say also, it's in the same thing as if we are desiring something really fantastic in our life, like really huge and monumentous, and it's taking time and over time. The reason why it takes that time is because we were not emotionally or spiritually mature enough to handle that thing. So God prepares us. The universe prepares us. So your next steps might be small. They may not be because I can't dictate this for you. That is between you and God, you and source, you and universe. I can't dictate what your next steps are. So you have to be open. This is where you have to be your own best advocate. You have to be your own savior and your children's own savior become your own hero right now the best you can detach from what he's saying to you because guess what it's not real your narcissist is trying to control you and stop trying to change him or thinking you might get him to get it 
They don't get it. They're deep in their mess. They're deep in their darkness. Right now, they are trying to control you to feel better about themselves, and they're going to do it at any means possible. So there's a disconnect that we have to do from our narcissist. Even if mentally in our head, we just call Archangel Michael in and we ask him to remove any energetic cords attaching us with that other person. I did this practice a lot. I did it in the shower because that was one of the times that I really had alone time. I was standing in the shower. I'd call Archangel Michael. I'm telling you, even at the time, I wasn't an Archangel person. It was just me and God always. It wasn't anything else. So I was like, okay, I was reading some books and they were talking about it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this because it's still energy no matter what means that we call upon. And I would call Archangel Michael in and I would say, please remove any attachment cords I have to any other people that are draining my energy. And I would literally picture these cords being sliced, not in an aggressive, bloody way, but just being removed from my body. And then I would say, please, and like Archangel Michael was attaching uh, like a tube to the top of my head. And not, none of this feels like anything, okay? Sucking out any negativity or dense energy out of my body and replacing it with God's white, sparkly, just healing, awesome love and energy. And I did that over and over and over again into the shower till I started to feel some sort of energetic release, some sort of peace, a semblance of peace. These are the type of practices I would like to see you doing. I want to jump back real quick to saying that it may not happen in one fell swoop. It could happen that way for you if that's where you're at. But if it doesn't, just know that you are being led and you are being guided. My healing journey was one baby step after the next. I just went to the next thing that felt, I'm touching my heart right now, felt inspired to me. It felt like I could feel a ringing of truth in it. I said, that's it. Even when my faith was shaky, even when I had no hope, the ringing doesn't go away. It's just we have to remove some of the muck to feel it. Well, I'm pretty in touch with my ringing because I've been pretty in touch with my intuition my whole life. So even though it was covered up by a bunch of, let's say, heavy blankets and I could hardly hear the little bell, it was there and I still recognized it enough to know that was a bell, even though I'm super dark right now. One more thing I want to share with you is I want you to understand with narcissists that you did not create this. You cannot cure it and you cannot control it. There is nothing you can say that is going to make him have this massive epiphany. He's going to need to figure that out on himself. But what you can do is to start taking care of you, knowing your worth, practicing self-love, and building yourself up even more stronger and empowered so that you can start making decisions that are going to be best serving for you and your children. All four of you are counting on you. Now I can say this to you from a place of having been there. I've walked this walk and that's why I can speak this talk. I remember my kids looking at me when just the tsunami of hell was coming down on our lives and almost just looking at me like, what are we going to do? And I remember seeing their little faces. They didn't really say that, but anytime I would share the next step, like, okay, we're going to sell the house or whatever it was I had to share, they just would look at me in this look. And I thought, okay, that look on their faces was my driving force. I'm going to figure this the fuck out. I am going to find an answer. 
And I prayed and meditated every single day. Prayer is talking to God. Meditation is clearing your mind so that you can listen to God. And I dedicated that because I knew I was our only hope. It was up to me. I don't want you to feel like that's pressure. I want you to feel like that's encouragement because you can do this. You can do this. You are not broken. You are not done. This life is not over for you. You are young and beautiful and vibrant, and you have just been held down under the rule, ruling of a narcissist. You have been oppressed. You have been repressed. You have been abused in many different forms. Sometimes these things are harsh for people to hear. They're like, <gasps> you know, they get offended almost because it's kind of harsh to hear. But I don't believe in sugarcoating things like this, not when there's children involved. It's enough for me that you are involved because you are a person and you are a soul and you are a spirit. But you've got some little kiddos there that are innocent and they need you. The other thing I wanted to share is that I encourage you to ask for help. In the post, you had said that you have not told anybody this. If I'm remembering correctly, maybe there's people in your close circle that know about this, but I believe you said you've never spoken about this. I'm going to invite you to number one, to please start working on releasing the shame around this situation. It's not your fault. It is not your fault. You, the reason why nar- narcissists attract the most beautiful, loving, and awesome people on this planet. They attract really delightful souls. The fact, the mere fact that you attracted a narcissist tells me how lovely you are. You did not create this and there is nothing for you to be ashamed of. Now, if you want to work on some of that shame and unworthiness that attracted him in the first place, yes, but I'm not going to allow you to feel ashamed right now in this moment for attracting this type of partner. You might also say that he wasn't like this in the beginning. I know that's something that you mentioned in your post, that he wasn't like this in the beginning. And I want to say to you, oftentimes in high school, these things are starting to swirl around because we're coming up with our our psyche, our brain is coming up with ways to get our needs met and to not feel pain and to feel worthy. So some people go one direction, which would be uh, narcissistic behavior Other people go the complete opposite direction of doormat behavior. And then there's everything in between. It runs the gamut. But a lot of times these things are starting to come into place in our childhood, but they don't show up as a full-blown problematic behavior until we're adults. It can. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. But I can tell you, based on experience, it can. But I can see why later in life, with you guys being together that it really got bad because his brain started to solidify for lack of a better word. You know, I hear that men's brains aren't fully formed until they're 25 years old. His may not even be fully formed yet. However, if it is, you know, he's starting to, to reel out of control and he's trying to grab onto you as his lifeline and something to make him feel better. But guess what, sister, little sister, that is not your job. Okay, you can't save this guy. I want to refer back to the part about saying that your help is going to come. Yes, it's going to come and it might come in baby steps. That's up to you, but it might come in ways that are going to be shocking to you. 
A lot of times we think with our mind what our perfect solution would be. Well, if I only had $100,000, I would leave him. If I only this, if I didn't live here, if I, you name it. We come up with our own best solution, but guess what? God's smarter than that. The universe is way more creative than that. It's going to come to you in the most perfect way that is suitable for your next best step. Sometimes a big windfall of a change that we think we want is not really the right change because we're not going to grow from our situation and we could go catapulting back into the situation, if that makes sense. So keep in mind that the resources that are going to come your way could be anything. It could be someone you meet. Let's say you meet a woman who has been in this situation herself and she's she's willing to guide you through it. Maybe it's somebody who says, hey, I have a a home that has an available spot for women and their children getting out of abusive relationships. Maybe it is that you finally tell somebody that loves you like your parents, a sibling, an aunt or an uncle, a friend of the family, somebody that's like, oh no, baby, this is not for you. We're not, we're going to figure out a way out of this. Whatever it might be, be open to it and ask for guidance through every single step of the way. The key is to start to become clear and centered yourself. I laugh about that clear and centered word because my kids, you know, I'd be driving my mom van around with all my kids and sometimes their friends in it. And if I was having a particularly stressful day, I would make open the palm of my hand and I would wave like a circle counterclockwise in front of my face. And I would say clear. And then I would pull my hand into a fist and pull it down through the front of my face and down over my chest, my heart chakra, and I would say center. So I'd go clear, pull my fist together, pull it down and go center, clear and center. I did it all the time. (laughs) My kids made a joke about it later. They're like, clear and center. They would make jokes about it because, man, I was doing anything I could to keep myself on track, to keep myself clear so that I could make the best decisions for my babies. I am tearing up right now saying this to you because... I feel you. I know this is difficult. And I know that a woman's greatest dream is to have their children raised with their father, the man that helped create them, and to have this beautiful life in this white picket fence. I was there. That's exactly what I thought I wanted my entire life, and I didn't have it. And I didn't get it twice. Why? Because I did not change what was inside of me that was attracting the same type of relationships to me. I didn't value me, so I didn't attract people who treated me as valuable. All right, this episode is up around 19 minutes, so I'm going to jump off, but I hope you got a lot from this today, and anybody listening to this, anybody at all, the sister that I made this for, or anybody else, if you have any questions, you can go to my website and hit the Contact Me tab and send me a note, send me a question. You can contact me also just straight from your email at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at kristenbrown.org. Kristen, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, brown.org. I hope you guys got a lot from this today. And remember, you matter. You matter, you matter, you matter. Much love.